Thanks for listening today. Our title sponsor is Peterson Toyota, a great Ram Nation partner that prides itself on excellent service and delivering you the vehicle that is right for you. They've been in business more than 50 years and they're the largest dealership in Northern Colorado. Hop online and check out the new full-size SUV, the 2023 Sequoia with 437 horsepower, 9,000 pounds towing, seating for up to seven or eight people, and a 14-inch touchscreen. You'll be amazed at Peterson's entire selection and their knowledgeable, friendly staff will help you find the right vehicle for you. If you're in the market for a new or used vehicle, please give Peterson Toyota first shot at your business. Thanks. Enjoy the show. All right. Welcome to Ram Nation Radio. I'm Joel Cantalamessa. I'm joined by Mike Rowe, who was kind enough to join us this week after opting for the sports bar instead last week during our recording session. What a punk. Uh, but we're going to do something a little bit different today. As you know, the CSU men's basketball team is is concluding the season. Basically, it's going to be five straight sellouts. So we've had three in a row. We've got uh, the Wyoming game Wednesday night. That's already sold out. It was sold out in advance last week. I believe the Boise State game, if it's not sold out already, it's on the verge of selling out. So we're going to have five in a row. The crowds at Moby have been fantastic. Uh, one of the reasons for that and the great atmosphere at Moby is the students. And uh, they've brought just unbelievable energy. You know, it's not the same, even with uh, when you guys were gone for, um, you know, winter break, the crowds were decent, but just not the same without that student energy uh, with, with the backing of all you guys and in, in the thousands of other students we've seen. We had multiple records being broken for student attendance this year. Um, so we've got joining us today, a few of those guys, two, a few of the leaders that, that are students. Uh, one is Cameron Naisman, a senior who, You've no doubt seen in the front row behind the hoop at Moby and in the front row uh, 50 yard line at Canvas for the past four years. You've probably seen him flexing and getting the crowd pumped up on the video board at both venues. He's been a stalwart Ram fan. And then we've got the outlaws of Moby. You've probably seen these guys. They've blown up in the last week. Uh, they've been on like doing a, a national media circuit almost. So we're kind of the we're taking <laughs> we're kind of slow to the scene here to get these guys on, but excited to talk them all, talk to all of them. Um, this group is uh, made up by fresh. You guys are all freshmen. Yeah, all freshmen. <laughs> Anthony Bars, Matthew Fleckenstein, Jason Allen, Todd Asoba. He's the one not joining us today. Logan Eastwood and Roman Smith are all joining us today. Uh, it's been really good to see this group. You guys pop up and, and be real prominent in the arena. We've seen Cam and his buddies for years, but uh, it's great to see this enthusiasm. Excited to have all you guys on with us today. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Thank you for having Thank us. You for us. Yeah, thanks Thank for being on. Yeah, so let me start with Cam since he's got seniority on you on you a little bit. Um, I was mentioning this off air a little bit, but I know Cam's parents. I saw Cam and his sister grow up at Hughes Stadium. They sat just down the aisle and a row or so in front of us. And he was always decked out in green and gold, running up and down the aisles, paying attention. Like you don't see kids paying attention and cheering, you know, especially at that age, but he was always dialed into the games and uh, just, you could always tell he was, uh, he had this love for CSU athletics. So Cameron, how did you get hooked on CSU sports aside from the obvious of, of your dad and mom brainwashing you? I don't know. I mean, I guess that that really kind of is the whole main aspect of it because it was just always that sense of family growing up both with them and with I mean I guess the entire CSU community as a whole as a Ramley um, yeah I mean really just kind of the passion that I saw 
that my dad had for it and how my mom would, you know, tag along with and be able to go and share that same energy. Like it was just something growing up that it was like a really good role model to have of just like leading by example and just growing up kind of picked up on that and adopted some of that passion that came along with my dad. So, yeah, that's awesome. Your, your parents are alumni and, and great, great fans. I know that uh, they don't miss many games and, and uh, so I'm glad that that was passed on to you and your sister. Um, so uh, outlaws, um, is there any one of you guys that's like more of a leader than the others that are set it up or is kind of the voice or y'all kind of equal? Uh, we're, parts? We're, all, we're all more or less on the same wavelength. Um, I know Dallas, Dallas can sometimes kind of be the face of our group. He'll run the Instagram and I'll run the Twitter, but now we all see ourselves on that same wavelength, you know? Yeah. So um, I would love to hear, are you guys all in different dorms, same dorm? We're all, uh, we're all the same, except, except me. Yeah, I live and in Roman. Yeah, I live in a different and Roman. Yeah, Roman. Oh, and Roman. Yeah. So who who doesn't live? Where? Okay. So where do the most of you guys live? Ingersoll. Oh, I was my stomping grounds, boys. That's 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 <laughs> yeah. where I hailed back in the day. So all right. So most of you guys are at Ingersoll. That's that's. I'm glad to hear that. Uh, and you said Roman. Roman. I thought before we started recording. Yeah, there, you were in Durwood. I I saw. Uh, well, I'm right next to Durwood. There's like the new dorms, Alpine and uh, Pinion over right next to Durwood and in between Corbett. So I'm over there. So oh, okay. Who, was, who, had the, who had the view from like the top, one of the top floors up there that I saw? Uh, I That would be me. I'm, I am only on the second floor right now, but it kind of looks like All I'm right. higher up. <laughs> All right. Well, that's cool. So um, go through real quick, guys, and uh, introduce your name and then um, where you guys are from uh, high school wise. All right. Uh, Let's you start, Dallas. You go ahead. Right, yeah. So uh, I'm Matt or Dallas, whatever, whatever works. Uh, I'm from uh, Broomfield, Colorado, and uh, I'm a third generation Ram. Uh, my mom graduated in 97 and then my grandma before her. Uh, but yeah, that's basically what that's me. <laughs> Broomfield. Awesome. Uh, Anthony. Yeah, um, my name is Anthony. I was born in Aurora, Colorado, which is just outside of Denver. Both my parents are alumni and boosters for CSU. And I've actually gone to every home game for basketball and football since I was like like nine or ten years old. So, yeah, I've been a diehard die Ram fan since I was real little. Um, I went to Eagle Crest High School in Aurora, and I played uh, football and, and uh, basketball for a couple of years there. Good deal. Yeah, Mike and I actually both live in Parker, so we're very familiar with Aurora. It's just right up the road from us. So uh, yep. Mike's Mike's just around the corner from, from me. So Jason, how about you? Uh, so uh, I'm also from Broomfield. Uh, me and Matt knew each other before we came up here. Uh, I'm a first-generation Ram. Both my parents went to different colleges, uh, and I went to Legacy High School. How about you, Logan? What and what a yeah. name for uh, outlaws, by the way. So, Logan Eastwood. <laughs> Thank you very much. So, yeah, uh, I'm Logan, and I'm not from Colorado. I'm actually from Phoenix, Arizona. And uh, like Anthony, like I played football, I ran track a bit, and gonna be completely honest, I didn't even hear about Colorado State. I didn't even know it was a thing until probably my senior year of high school. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was raised a uh, Arizona State Sun Devil fan, and at least from my dad's side, uh, my mom went to Notre Dame. So that too. Uh, yeah, that's really about it for me. 
And uh, who are we missing? Roman, did we hear from you yet? Uh, yeah. No, not yet. Uh, I'm from Monument, Colorado, just north of Springs and south yeah. of Denver. So I'm kind of nestled in there. Uh, I'm first-generation Ram. My, neither of my parents went to a Colorado school because they're not from Colorado, but I was born in the Springs and raised in the Springs and then kind of had my heart set on going to CSU ever since, like, junior year of high school. Yeah. Did a few tours and spent some time in Fort Collins. Just really loved it up here. Cam, what high school did you go to? I went to Mullen High School, um, just kind of out over in the Columbine area, Sheridan technically, but oh, yeah. probably more so Littleton as a good landmark than anything. So they were a big rival of ours in high school. So I didn't I didn't realize that's where you went. So that's awesome. Um, all right. So, um, Michael, go ahead. I'll let you jump in. All right. So I, I guess this is kind of for the outlaws. Um, just looking at the Ram Nation community. And all, kind of all the stuff that just came about organically from from the message board with, with friendships, with fundraisers. You know, we, we founded a, a scholarship in honor of one of our uh, uh, posters who passed away, tragically passed away to, I mean, this this podcast. Um, it all just came about. How did the outlaws come about? And I'll let uh, you take Oh, OK. Yeah, I'll yeah, take this one. Hand. So we, the start of the year, start of the basketball season, um, we all just kind of wanted to create a theme for basketball games. We didn't really know what we wanted to do. We were actually um, thinking of doing Marvel characters at the start of the year. And, um, but we had this like cowboy themed gathering where we all got hats and, you know, we just all wore our hats for that same week for the basketball games and uh, just kind of stuck. We had people saying that we looked nice in our hats and, um, that same week, we um, we were in my hall, and we were in Ingersoll, and there's a group of guys that just were calling us names, outlaws, cowboys, and I was just like, when we heard outlaws, that stuck really nicely, and uh, yeah, we've run with that, and it's been just a fun ride just the past couple of weeks. It's we've had so much love from the community, and like. We just all of the um, CSU alumni and boosters have come up and taken pictures with us. And it's been really fun. That's awesome. And did you guys all know each other or did you just meet in, in the dorm? Uh, me and Jason knew each other prior to college. And then we all met each other throughout the dorms. That's awesome. So are you guys just hoops fans or they're uh, outlaws of Kansas uh, canvas everything. Okay. We actually just this past week, we were joking about um, we'll stick with the outlaws thing, but for football season, we were just joking around with names like cadets of canvas, things like that, where we could dress up in like top gun outfits for the football games. (laughs) Just like messing with different ideas, but yeah, outlaws and Moby, We'll still go to all the football games. We're usually front row at the football games as well. So we'll we'll have our showings there. Hey Matt, your scarves. What what are you wearing there, bud? Uh this is a ooh, it's a it's Colorado State um uh, soccer, but yeah. or football. Uh-huh. Um, but it's it's an old it's an old scarf from uh my mom when she went here um she uh my, my aunt who passed was on the uh, soccer team up here the girls soccer team up here so uh this has kind of been passed down from uh family dude that is awesome i don't have i have like a i'm a huge soccer guy and i have so many scarves and i don't have an orange one 
Oh, uh, so that is awesome. I, I, I saw that early. That's so cool, man. And, I knew you were going to spot it. I knew you were going to, yeah. I was waiting for you to ask it. Um, yeah. He's a, he's a crazy football <laughs> fan. So, um, all right. So do you guys, are there, are there girlfriends in the mix? Are there, can, can we expect to see like any, um, you know, girl outlaws in the future here? As of right now, not really. I'll see. No. Could be the goal, though. Yeah, that we're that, that would be. We would not be opposed to it, but as of right <laughs> now, we're just going to stick with what we got. <laughs> All right, that sounds good. You don't want to mess with a winning streak, so we don't we don't want to mess with a good thing. So maybe keep them on the shelf till the off season a little bit. <laughs> Cameron, how about you? You got a significant other that's that lets you. Uh, get on spend, spend all your time yeah at well, games i barely even have free time in my schedule this semester it's been so crazy and hectic let alone time for girls <laughs> but i mean even in that case i don't know how that would necessarily work with my whole you know football gig that <laughs> kind of thing that might not really go over too well with some people. <laughs> hey, by the way all right you're you i've seen you in on some very cold days wearing like your you know, basketball jersey or a tank top. And I'm like, how is he surviving in this five degree weather with no sleeves, no coat, much less? I can't stand being cold these days. So how do, is it like mind over matter, Cam? I'd say essentially in a sense, yeah. I mean, the way the whole shirtless thing started was my first game as a student was technically that first game in the new on-campus stadium against Oregon State. And I remember that day was just so hot. And there was not a lot of water there and that kind of thing. So I was just kind of like, you know, this shirt's making me hot, uncomfortable. So I just took it off. And then it was one of those things that just kind of stuck. I was like, okay, this is fun to do. I'm going to do this for the next game. And then it just kind of kept going and kept going. And I was like, I can't, I can't just stop in the cold. So I just had to push through it. Normally at halftime, I throw on like a hoodie or something, or maybe go into the bathroom to warm up a little bit, but Whenever, whenever that ball's in play, that yeah. You know, I have a memory. I have a memory of seeing Cam at the 2018 Utah State game, where it was like 10 degrees out. The notorious Preston Williams game, and I was when Cam had a shirt off at that game. It was just like, how can you do that, Cam? Yeah, I've I've always wondered about that. Yeah, that one was bad. So was that uh, Boise State game. I want to say it was that year right before we had the whole COVID hiatus. That one was another bad one because I think that one was like a day or two after we got that giant snowstorm. Yeah. Yeah. And it was it was crazy. You're kind of like Matthew McConaughey. Every day is a good day to take off your shirt. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I I wouldn't disagree with that statement one bit. (laughs) So. Joel and I both went to school in the 90s, and it sounds like Matt and Anthony, uh, uh, your mom and, and your parents, Anthony, uh, both went around that time. When we were in school, like the student turnout was was always big for for athletics. I mean, it was a party at, out at Hughes. Mm-hmm. That's all we did. And, and then Moby, you know, the seating was a little bit different. So, so we got a lot of students. Um, but it's like – those late millennials and, and early Gen Zers start thinking it was uncool to go to games. Um, and we just haven't seen any support, even when we were winning with McElwain, winning with Eustace. We, you know, we just didn't have students turning out for those games. So what's changed? I mean, from where I sit uh, at, at, at Moby 
Like I look over and both sides are packed, but it's packed with all walks of life. It's not just, you know, diehard sports fans. It's everybody. It's like all students are there and, and everyone's just having an awesome time. So, you know, from your guys' perspective, like, you know, what's changed? Well, it's, I could say that um, the South Dakota State game this last year, as an example, I mean, you got we, – we put 15,000 students in seats for that game, and, you know, 8,000 of them were gone by halftime. There's just this – there's just this weird just wave of games just where students will go to the game. And, you know, because of the stadium being on campus, it also doesn't help with the fact that they could walk – a half a mile to their dorm to go party that night or to, you know, it's, it's just like winning or losing. We've had games we've been winning where they've left at halftime and it's a tradition I'd like to try and change if we can, but it's just this weird new thing just the past few years that's happened. Yeah. I mean, I want to kind of touch on Anthony's point there about that whole party scene aspect. I mean, with some of the kick times for football, especially, you know, seven o'clock kickoffs, six o'clock kickoffs, where those games are running until like 10, 11 at night, if not later. I mean, you got college students, you know, and fraternities and sororities and all these other organizational groups that, you know, have other stuff that they can be doing as opposed to just sitting in the stands. And I think that that's one of the reasons why it's such an issue. I mean, the other thing too, that I would say is just, public perception of things. I mean, sometimes you'll have certain, you know, accounts on Twitter that are posting out stuff of like, okay, you know, negative things about football or this and that, when in reality, like part of that has an effect on the way that people see things because they're told it so often. And so they just don't see a point to it. Yeah. So I, I want to apologize because I didn't get my question across the right way. I think what we're seeing this year is amazing from the students. Even when we sucked in football, you know, we still, uh, granted, yes, like Anthony said, we, we had a lot leaving at halftime. But what, why is there such a, a good student turnout this year, especially, I mean, we saw it in volleyball. You guys, I mean, students packed it, packed Moby in volleyball. We're definitely seeing it in basketball. I think any of us can touch up on this and based off what we've seen is actually Ram Ruckus has done a really good job this past year at, um, you know, going on social media and hyping up all the different games. Cause I remember volleyball season was the opening game was against Northwestern and it was just like a sold out basketball game in there. So it's just like, I think Ram Ruckus has done a good job of hyping up games. I think that post-COVID, a lot of students were hyped up to just go to anything, any event. Yeah. Um, I, I I was wondering, do you – and it's probably a question for Cam because he was here previous years, but do you think that the, the, uh, the fact that we didn't have – crowds at the pre all last year due to COVID do you think that had an impact on kids just itching to get out and, and going to athletic events yeah I mean I'd say that definitely is probably one of if not the biggest aspect to it I mean because you're cramped up at home for an entire year without being able to go and do these things that you're normally used to doing especially in a campus setting at Colorado State that you just want to get out there and be able to do what you were doing prior and have that sense of normalcy. 
I mean, the other thing that also helps out is just success speaks for itself. And you've seen that with basketball progressively over the season, crowds have increased and increased and increased. And now they're sitting here with, you know, what, 21 and three, 21 and four record and, you know, games are selling out. And I think that's also a big part. Yeah. I think the biggest factor to the larger student turnout this year is definitely being immediately post COVID. Everybody wants to get out and everything, but also I think, a larger part of that is that we're getting better student turnout because the tickets are free and they're doing a better job of promoting that the students get free tickets. Cause that's a big factor for me. Cause it's like, I don't get a lot of money. So I'll, I'd love to go to the sporting games, but if they cost money for me, it's going to be harder for me to go. You know especially cool people about... that aren't. Go ahead. Sorry. And especially for people that aren't like avid sports fans, they're going to have a harder time justifying spending money to go to something. Hey, maybe I don't know. But now that they're Ram Ruckus is doing a great job of social media promotion and email blasts and stuff like that, everybody knows you can get free tickets. And so they're just like, oh, I have nothing really better to do tonight. Let's just go to the basketball game. And then they see the energy in Moby and then they want to come back. Yeah, it helps that the team is good and that when you go to the game, the, the energy in the arena is contagious like it's so fun to be there and it's it's loud and it's what everyone wants to be a part of so uh and and you guys all, all both groups um outlaws and cameron cameron you've been there for through the thick and thin so you guys are i mean it's a there's an example being set which is awesome um and i think we'll probably be seeing additional groups form you know because of this and how fun this is and how you guys have kind of set the trend so it's awesome good work fellas appreciate it appreciate it thank you so, so Cameron, when you when you started at CSU, um, we had Mike Bobo as our as our football coach, and uh, Larry Eustachy in basketball. Um, how hard was it to get your friends and stuff involved to go into Canvas and Moby? I mean, it's one of those things that I think when you were having those kinds of struggles that you were having at the time, it's just tough to get a lot of people to go just because there's. I mean, there's other things that you can spend your money on. Um, I mean, I guess just in relation to that, I'd say, hmm, trying to think. I mean, yeah, I mean, I'd probably say it was a little bit difficult, but at the same point in time, part of it too is being able to surround yourself with those people who are going to share that same type of attitude that you have of, you know, regardless of how good the team is, regardless of how bad the team may be, like you just have that sense of pride of being a Colorado State Ram, and that is what kind of gets you there. Period. Has the um, athletic department or people on the basketball, you know, within the basketball administration, have they approached you guys at all to to say, hey, how how can we make sure this continues in future years? Sort of. It, it's it's been more of a like thank you for your support. Uh, we haven't gotten much. Uh, we, we got contacted by someone who ran uh, Ram Ruckus, uh, and then it kind of went it kind of went ghost for a little bit. Uh, but our main our main want is to try and get affiliated. Um, so you know we're able to go to these these away games that are closer. Like you know we have the AA up north and then down south at Air Force. You know we'd love to go to those games, but sometimes you know with classes and things like that we're not always able to get out of those um, just because we're super fans. You know, we, right. To touch upon that, um, we, we've had people on social media tell us that it's actually in our best interest to stay independent. We've wanted to get affiliated 
there's people that are like, no, go out, make your own merchandise, create your own brand and stuff like that. So, I mean, we've weighed our options, but yeah, we've wanted to get affiliated, but Ram Ruckus hasn't, has kind of been MIA recent. Yeah, I don't see why you can't be part of Ram Ruckus, be part of this student group, but also have your own identity. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously, you want this unity and you want, you know, everybody to be a part of this because when Ram Ruckus sends out a text or a twit, you know, Twitter uh, tweet or um, that, you know, it says, hey, we have an event or we have ever would love everyone to show up at this game or there's 3000 free T-shirts. You know, we want all that united, but. I don't see why you guys can't be the outlaws of Moby as part of Ram Ruckus. So um, it, how do we, in your opinion, do you guys think there is a formula for making sure that next year, I mean, we're going to have another great team next year guys. Um, but how do you make sure that happens at Moby? How do you make sure it continues to happen at, at canvas? Uh, like we saw at least for the first three games last year, you know, is it simply a good, good product on the court, on the field? Is it, um, you know, is it DJ Zimbo? Does he, he's the secret formula to make sure people are showing up. I mean, he's been pretty awesome by the way. Uh, but yeah. Do you guys have any thoughts there? I think it's going to have to be, you know, starting hype for it for, you know, cause we have the incoming freshman next year, you know, um, all these people who much, much like most freshmen are coming out of state, you know, we have, of course, the in-state, but, you know, the more outreach that, you know, CSU athletics can give, even in the off season um, or over the summer saying, Hey, you know, like this is the football schedule. This is what we're doing. You know, we have this brand new thing. Like the beginning of our freshman year, we had this uh, basically they brought all of us into the, into Canvas stadium and showed us what Canvas chaos would be. And that for sure built up so much hype for the for the football games and really made a lot of people, you know, stay for the end of that third quarter so we could watch, you know, Candace Chaos and these cool lights go by. So I think that was perfect. Uh, but really, it's just creating that hype in the offseason before the football games or basketball games really start. I think to uh, continue the winning aspect for both programs, the winning helps just keep crowds there to keep the hype around and also hiring Norvell for football was a huge boost and that's created a hype going into years to come for football for basketball. I would say that um, it's important that we try and create continuity. Ah, That's not the word, but still for continuity. continuity, There you go. And um, with the coaching staff could be Medved locking in Medved. Um, Med, Medved, Farouk, Manesh, they've all done a good job of recruiting the right guys for our program. So it's important we keep the same style of recruiting, creating, keeping team chemistry. I know all of the talk around Medved and things like that, but like even Farouk, Manesh, they're all guys that have done a good job of creating the right brand at CSU. And that's what I think has created this winning tradition here. So, so I, you guys have talked about this a little bit. I've heard you on Brady's show and, and uh, you've talked about it on TV now. I mean, you guys are big time, but uh, tell us about the GoFundMe effort, who set that up, how that all started and how shocked were you that not only did you go above and beyond your mark, but big reason for that was coach Nico Medved and his wife, Erica, who donated upwards of a thousand dollars to your cause. Anthony, I'll let you run it. 
Okay, yeah. so yeah, I started the GoFundMe and like Todd said on the um, whole show, if you haven't listened to it, um, if you have, yes, he talked about how we started it kind of as a joke, how we weren't, we were on the fence about going to Vegas. We, at the time, we just didn't have the money. And I was just like, well, we might, we might be able to get some support to be able to go to Vegas, get a few hundred dollars, maybe hit that a thousand mark. But it was, we were at about $700 and we saw that Erica and Nico Medved gave us a $900 donation. And when I saw it pop up on my notifications, I jumped up and down. I called the guys when Dallas saw it, he screamed like a little girl, you know, <laughs> and um we all we all just were so hyped up about it and even after nico's donation just because of nico giving us a shout out on twitter we got more and more and just we lost for words we're all lost for words about how big this thing has blown up that's awesome yeah i remember on super bowl sunday uh we were all sitting in dallas's room and we were watching the game we're like eating and we're talking about it. And Anthony's like, yeah, so the GoFundMe's up everything. We have about, we actually got like a few hundred dollars in a few hours. And we're like, wow, that's awesome. And we were kind of joking like, oh, what if we, if it keeps going up? What if we actually do it? What if we actually do it? And then after the game, we all kind of go our separate ways and go back to our rooms. And then like the next morning, I remember I checked the group chat and I saw what the GoFundMe was at like $1,100. And I was like, oh my goodness. And then I went to class and I like kept checking it through the day. And then we got up to like $2,000 the next day. And I was like, this is actually happening. <laughs> and so it was really just like a surreal moment of the overwhelming support that we got from the entire Ramley community and everybody that wants to support us here. And it's just a really great feeling. And we're so thankful for everyone that donated. That's awesome. So your goal was 1500. You now raised over three grand. And I just saw an update on your page that uh, the additional funds are going to be put towards an NCAA trip, right? If, you know, we're following the Rams wherever they go. So is that, that, that's the plan. That's happening. Yep. We haven't all talked about it as a group yet, but we'll (laughs) see how much we have left. And uh, if we, you know, if we get lucky and we are in a spot like Fort Worth or San Diego or San Antonio, it'll be easier trip than, you know, Buffalo or Pittsburgh, but we get a spot like Portland, San Diego. I mean, those are cheaper flights. So yeah, it happen. I'm looking at Cam's face right now and he's like doing this for four years. And why can't I get my trip funded? <laughs> you know, we'll take Cam with us. We'll take Cam with us. <laughs> there you go. Uh, I mean, I've talked about it with spring break of just trying to figure it out. Cause I might end up doing something with Nico. It just depends on whether it's going to end up being the mountain West tourney or it ends yeah. up being the actual tournament itself or, you know, something else. So that so there's a whole lot of uncertainty, which makes, you know, flights and that kind of thing, a real, real pain. Yeah. No doubt. I just, I just got, I'm jealous. Yeah. When we, when we went to the holiday bowl in 94, won the, won the whack in, in football, me and two buddies jumped in one of his piece of crap cars at <laughs> a case of soda <laughs> freaking three bags of chips and some lunch meat and we drove all the way to socal and stayed with <laughs> friends and parents so you know i'm jealous you guys uh either smarter than me or or you know it's just what you can do now i don't know man but typically we, we, we didn't we didn't have to go fund me back then like, bro. <laughs> was that oh, the michigan game that yes, was the michigan was. game 
Oh boy. Yeah, my dad talks about that one a lot. Yeah, that was the Michigan game. So yeah, that sucked. I know what you're getting at, Mike. You're you're kind of the old man, get off my lawn kind of right here. But so but you look like for snappers. You're like, yeah, we right because I did the same thing. We I drove out, we drove in a minivan with a bunch of buddies, and we stayed at the crappiest hotels in Vegas, and <laughs> and uh, it was the best trip ever. And you guys are gonna have a blast at the at the conference tournament. But you also like when I look at it, you guys have got a group of six, the six, seven, seven, seven. That's not going very far on fifteen hundred bucks, right? So you guys are you guys are doing your own part. We're splitting it well. Oh yeah, yeah. You guys are doing your own part. Yeah. You, what, what are your plans? Where you? Where are you guys staying and, and uh, how are you how are you getting out there? So we're staying in an Airbnb uh, about a mile and a half away from the uh, stadium. And then we're going to be driving my uh, my 2001 Dodge Dakota, which is chipping and rusting <laughs> and all that. And then we're going to be driving uh, my buddy's dad's Highlander. So most of the boys will be in the Highlander. And then uh, the only two people who could fix the truck if it breaks down are going to be in yeah, yeah. the truck. <laughs> Yeah. I take everything back. I, you know, see, Mike, this is a true. They're they well, just, are grinding. Just These are true Dakota, students you know. grinding, grinding it out. So, props to them. That is that's big time. Hey, uh, question for Logan, uh, dude. I just I just got back from waste management like ten days ago in uh, Scottsdale. Yeah. You when you have a day like today, do you just sit there and be like, "Damn, I could be at I could be at ASU right now." <laughs> oh my. Okay. Yeah. So. I remember waking up for my eight o'clock class today and, you know, my roommate's up to and just like, hey, like, be careful walking today. Like, it's going to be like negative three. It's going to feel like negative 10 with the wind chill. And yeah, it's just, wow, it is so cold. I sometimes I do wish that I was in Tempe, like, you know, in the nice probably 72 73 that it is right now in Tempe uh but yeah still trying to manage through this is still one of my first years living in Colorado and it's one of the coldest places I've ever been in my life so (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah today was brutal today was brutal supposed to be even worse tomorrow so don't mention that. Oh, boy. Wind was so bad. I started tearing up walking to lunch today. Oh, my God. I slept in and didn't go to class. It's not a bad walk from Ingersoll. Oh, oh yeah. It's not bad at all. It's just the worst walk to the plaza in Benny Dorm. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah. You're right. So, so Cameron, are you going to be first in line so you don't have to wait outside or? We'll see. Luckily, I got a I got a good partner in crime uh, in my sister who I live with that is also kind of same in the passion that I have. So I think I think based off how stuff with football is going to go and work after all that and classes, I think I should be able to get there probably at about five o'clock. And so I think we should be good. Nice. We always yeah. got your spot, Cam. <laughs> yeah, we, we usually set them a spot. That's the thing. When it comes to, you know, the whole student fan groups like this, everybody's got everybody's back at the end of the day. And, you know, everyone knows like, okay, these spots, these ones are the ones that we usually sit in. These are the ones that we have to get to before anyone else can. And we got to look out for each other. So that's what I wanted to ask you guys about. So you you guys are always front row. There's 3000 other or more other students trying to get in before you and trying to get those best spots. How do you always 
make it to the front row. I mean, are you, how early are you getting there to make sure you have those same spots? About two, two hours. hours before every game. Yeah, an hour and a half to two hours. Yeah, and we're sprinting when the yeah, game. You got up. Matt who who will bring out some like Sonic style speed. Yeah, Todd so is behind the wall. Free train in there. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, we feel like we got to put Matt on the field for football with how fast he's running. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Nobody wants to get in the way of Matt. And we always got Todd who will just be walking to the doors, making sure none of us dropped anything. So, have you guys had to um, wait outside the door before they actually let you in? Oh yeah. yeah. So, so well, tomorrow Every night game. just be miserable when it's like oh. sub zero. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Miserable might be putting it lightly, too. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're tailgating yeah. before, too. <laughs> good, good for yeah. you. That, and it's all about the tailgate. So, has anybody ever, um, have you ever like done your best, got there super early, and someone's beaten you there? Or have you guys yeah. one game? You're yeah, there was a there's a few guys that were in our spots where I just looked at them, pointed my finger, and they just left. out out of way yeah yeah you gotta you gotta say hey we are the outlaws cam i'm sure you've got your spot staked out at all times as well so yeah i mean the past the past three four years it hasn't really been much of a fight but this year it seems like it's been an all-out brawl sometimes (laughs) right all right let me pause real quick and mention Ginger and Baker. We rave about them every week. If you don't know them by now, you got to get to know them. They are located in an historic 100-year-old grain mill that was masterfully renovated. It's home to two restaurants, the Cash and the Cafe. It also has a coffee shop, a bakery, teaching kitchen, event spaces, and a market. It's become such a great gathering place for dining, shopping, hanging out with friends, enjoying a homemade slice of pie. The cafe has got great comfort food, biscuits, fried chicken, pot pies, eggs over easy, great breakfasts, working lunches, delicious dinners. And the cash upstairs has a similar style. It's just a little elevated, featuring great Colorado steaks and chops, mouth-watering sides, fine wine, decadent desserts. It is an awesome, awesome place in a great environment. Please check it out. Support our friend Ginger Graham and her Fort Collins gem, Ginger and Baker. So this is a question submitted uh from ram nation today and uh if you could change one thing about the game day experience at moby what would it be and do you think we they should move the student section to court side i would love to be like the duke student section um the only other thing would be to take out that loft or at least make it a little bit higher for future years you know (laughs) you know what's funny about that anthony so there was no student support forever I mean, for for many, many years. And so CSU actually did something smart, kind of taking a page from Canvas where, you know, let's make money by putting in a bar in a space where there's nobody that usually wants to sit there and it becomes the most popular place in the arena or the stadium. And uh, so, you know, a couple of years later after doing that, we have the best program we've had in many years. And now we're like, why do they do that? We need more students in there. Yeah, we want our we want our 2,500 student seats back. All right, let's just let's scrap the idea. <laughs> no, it's, it's a good idea. Yeah, it's just like for all of the years, like 2013, um, I first started going to the games in 2011. So 2011 through what, 2019, there was that full student section on both sides. So. It's just really weird having now you got the overflowing sides of students all of the way up to the general admission rafters, but there's no more of those like student seats and on our side that we're usually at now where the uh, F and B O loft is. So 
when we went to Duke a couple of years ago, um, went to Durham and it was one of the best experiences as a basketball fan that I've had. And we actually were there during their winter break. So you would expect that they wouldn't have as big of a student turnout. It was packed. I mean, they were, they weren't camped out in tents for days in advance, but they were out there prior to the game and they get in there hours early and then they hand out, there's a, there's a couple leaders, right. And they hand out these, these pieces of paper that say, Hey, these are the chants we're going to go with tonight. And here is everything you need to know about the opposing team and who you need to chant against and what we're going to yell at them. It's, it's a kind of, it's kind of awesome. Quite honestly, it's a, the, 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 the lengths that they go, you guys ever like seen anything like that? I, I thought I've heard that, that someone tried to do something similar recently where they yeah. were kind of handing out something, but have you guys seen anything like that? Or have you ever thought was, about maybe starting was that? Diego State game? Two, yeah. Yeah. yeah SDSU. People on the other side had like, I don't know, a few hundred papers that they were just giving to us and they would have anything from like, this person takes pictures of garages to this person still follows his ex-girlfriend on Instagram. Like it was very detailed, much like yeah, yeah, they had, yeah. they had a lot of personal dirt on the players yeah. and they had the player roster. And yeah. then they had some dirt on like the coaching staff just for your heckling needs. Uh, yeah. awesome. Pretty funny. It was, they were, they were prepared for everything. Yeah. Anyone who had a girlfriend, they had the name of the girlfriend, how long they've been together. Her Instagram, Instagram handle. Tab. Oh, yeah. yeah. I actually follow one of them, two of them. Yeah, we followed the <laughs> girlfriend. Yeah. I DM'd them to the outlaws. I was like, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> that's phenomenal. Oh, man, that's awesome. That's awesome. All right, another uh, submitted from Ram Nation question. So uh, what are your pregame rituals? Uh, for me, usually I, we usually go to Road 34 or Jim's or Mojo's. So, um, Cameron, I'll let you go first on this one. Well, there's obviously the, the, the specific outfits for whatever the game is. If it's football, you know, it's whatever shirt I'm taking off by the time the game starts. And for basketball. Uh-oh. We lose. Oh, First glitch. No. Cam froze. Cam froze. There yeah. you go. Right, start, start over. You froze for a sec. Yeah. So I'd say, you know, the whole shirt that, you know, comes off eventually with football games. And then when it comes to basketball, most games that green CSU just basketball jersey, except for the orange out where I got um, one of the old orange out jerseys that, you know, obviously has to go on. But I mean, regardless, whether it's football or basketball, there's, you know, always got to be the chain, the Ram chain, which, you know, shout out to Section G and Kirk for giving that to me and my sister as a gift before we went off to college. That was really awesome. So Section G. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, lately with basketball games, just because of how busy my schedule has been and how I don't really have time to make dinner before games, if I want to get there in time to be able to get a spot, a lot of the time what I've been doing is, you know, Allie, my sister, will go over and save the spot in line while I go run across the street to Crazy Carl's and pick up the pizza for us to share and eat in line before while we're waiting that hour before doors actually open. So, Dallas, how about you other guys that are in the uh, dorms? For us, it's got to be the Pit Vipers. Yeah. <laughs> we, 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 most of us, uh, I, I gave, um, I gave Jason and, uh, Logan, a pair of my uh, my old ones, and uh, 
or trying to get the whole the whole squad to get a pair of pit vipers. I kind of got lucky with mine, mine being green and gold colored almost. Um, and then the other boys have theirs. So but yeah, that's ma- that's mainly our pregame rituals. You know, we wear the sunglasses and then we wear those inside Moby as well. And we always we usually get uh, Darrell. Yeah, Darrell. Yeah, we get Darrell. Yeah. 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 Get the awesome. uh, Grubhub Darrell and then yep. eat it either at Darrell or walk back to Moby and then eat it outside, depending yeah. on what time we get there. Yeah. Anybody have any uh, – I don't want to get anyone in trouble as underagers, but you guys have like a little uh, beverage of choice that you, that you might hit? We can't Actually, before basketball games because yeah. it just gets too hot in the arena, you know. And of course, yeah. for minors, so we don't drink in general. No, we've never, we've never <laughs> yeah. had alcohol before. <laughs> I appreciate that. Uh, I, guess, I guess that underage drinking. Usually, uh, right when doors open, what I'll do is I'll swing up to the porch and grab either a banquet or a Coors Light, just depending uh, on what my mood is. If I want to get really raucous and rowdy, it'll probably be banquet. <laughs> I just want to yes. be normal right myself. It's light, so a true veteran. A true Dude, y'all veteran. knows that, man. I I have rum and coke at Road Thirty Four, Mojos, and then when as soon as I get in the loft, I got to have a banquet. Yeah, that's awesome. That's great, boys. <laughs> uh, hey, just a few more questions. I know we kept you guys a while, but um, Cam, you you'll be graduating this year, mm-hmm. and uh, you know if you don't end up with some job outside of Colorado or something, do you see yourself becoming a season ticket holder right away? Or, you know, cause I, he, here's the thing, like it's hard to get people that just graduated to come back that next year. Um, especially like as a season ticket holder. I remember when I graduated, they did like this super like ridiculous deal that for $60, I could have season tickets and like a free Ram club membership. And, and so I was like, yeah, that's, that's no brainer. And, uh, and then ever since then, I was, I was been a Ram club member since like two years or a, uh, a Ram club member and a, a, a football season ticket holder since like the year after I graduated. Is that something that you ever think about? Oh, it's something I've thought about, I guess, since the past year, two years have gone by about, you know, okay. Like I do realistically want to stay up in Fort Collins, be able to live up in Fort Collins and just stay around CSU itself. But Granted, you know, I don't know what's next for me after college with what I want to do with strength and conditioning. If I want to do it more for a team-based sport as like a coach, that's going to be something that most likely will require me to move at least at some point, if not multiple time points. Um, But yeah, I mean, ideally, if everything were to work out as I wanted to, I would want to be a season ticket holder, undoubtedly, without a doubt. You know, I look back to, to my undergrad years, and this is probably going to be more for Cameron since you're senior of the group. But, Anthony, since you've been going to so many games, you might be able to answer this as well. But for me, like my favorite games, you know, I look back and like I look back to that 1994 uh, game against Wyoming where we were down big. We had a fake punt and ended up winning, storming the storming Hughes. And then the 97 Holiday Bowl where we where we beat up on Missouri and then uh, the 1995 CU game where Chauncey Billups came in and we beat him, smoked him by 20. And being there and being able to witness that. So, you know, when you when it's all said and done, looking back, what are, what are going to be some of those games that, that just bring those memories back to you, Cam? I mean, I guess I have some just from 
before college as well as college. I mean, you're obviously going to have Cam hasn't had a lot of success in college. (laughs) I mean, obviously you're going to have that classic crazy New Mexico or that New Mexico bowl win against Washington state. There's going to be that homecoming Utah state game where Garrett Grayson threw a vert to Richard Higgins caught it and Roberts kicked that field goal to win it. Um, there's another one from even before that with it was just me and my dad. It was against Air Force up in Hughes, and it was just an absolute nightmare because it was just a straight blizzard, it seemed like. Um, so those are probably three at least before college. In college, I'd say Oregon State's hard to top. Um, that Arkansas game as well was another good one in terms of football. Basketball, just about any home CU game has been a blast because, you know, CU. Um, I mean, there's just so many. I could I could really look back to, I feel like, about any game and find something about it that I really enjoy that just brings back a good memory, and that's what I love so much about it. Anthony, do you have anything you look back on? Yeah, um, say for football, I'd say top of the list would be uh, that New Mexico Bowl – so you, you were there. Both of you guys went to that game with your parents. Yep. That was we that. didn't actually go. We had, I think it was a flight that we were about to leave for. And me and my dad and my family were just in the living room. And then things started to just kind of happen there towards the end. And we were like, I mean, we can we can wait on leaving for the airport for a little bit. And then it just turned to absolute pandemonium. Crazy comeback. I'd say, uh, yeah, new, that game, uh, 2014 CU was a fun one for me. Uh, D Hart, that, yeah. that lives um, rent-free in my brain. I love that game. Um, <laughs> That's a good one. Oregon State, Oregon State 2017, of course. For basketball for me, I'd have to go with the 2013 Aggie Day game, the John Octius dunk. Yeah, I'm there's there's actually been not a lot of great like super crazy basketball games. There's the Wyoming buzzer beater win a few years back. But uh this year this year has been a lot of great memories when it comes to basketball games. Yeah. Speaking of Wyoming, it does speaking of Wyoming, it does add one more in for me because I remember last year no fans in the stands when or when Wyoming came to play at Canvas with nobody in it. I remember I was one of the like handful of people that were sitting outside of the gates to the new Belgian ports, just watching through the fence. That was another good one. Even though it wasn't one that I was like actually in the stadium for it, it was still just cool to be able to. That is cool, bud. That is cool. I mean, there are probably, you can count on one hand, the number of people that did that. So you are diehard. That's awesome. I think one of the coolest memories, I I know this was, this question wasn't designated towards me, but I think the coolest experience I ever had, was uh, my family was actually season ticket holders at Hughes and the final game of Hughes where they shut all the lights off. Uh, me and my family, you know, we jumped that big wall on the alumni section and we were down on the field and it was just like an all out brawl. Uh, the goalpost came over the top of everyone. I was holding my little brother all tight while like, I got getting pummeled by all these college students and then to be on that field, well, I forgot what his name was, but he was at the top and he was just shutting all the lights off at Hughes. Um, it was the coolest memory ever. Dallas, yeah. did you ever remember 
standing nearby like a hispanic looking guy that was just bawling his eyes out that night because <laughs> yes. that was my <laughs> yes that was my, I remember that that, I, I mean, that is uh, a lie i what happened was i got a piece of turf in my eye <laughs> and I, yeah, I couldn't get it out and it was just <laughs> so imagine pretty believable house. i didn't know that realize that you had tickets too that's awesome <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, uh, we've had season tickets to the football game since I was about eight years old, so. So, so some of you guys probably saw me get married. Um, probably. <laughs> in what, 2015, Minnesota game. Most likely then, yeah. yeah you were announced at halftime, that's right. Yep, been downhill yeah. since. <laughs> I mean, why? Being married is It always great. is, boys. <laughs> <laughs> so, um. Okay, this is for the Outlaws. You guys are your only freshmen, right? All seven of you. Can uh, are you guys trying to grow your group in future years? And and then have you thought about like, I mean, obviously you've hit it. You you've struck a chord with a lot of people. But when when you guys graduate, you know, three years from now, whatever it is, um, you, you plan on like passing the torch and and kind of to like keep this tradition going. I'd yeah. say the group itself right now, obviously things are exclusive, but when it comes to passing the torch, like I think uh, Matt can t- touch on this right now. We do want to pass the torch and whoever wants to start another tradition or keep a tradition going. Definitely. Yeah. It's definitely uh, a plan where our senior year um, will show up and, you know, we'll find either a group of freshmen or sophomores that, you know, have the same push to, you know, go to all of the sporting events that they can um, you know, we'll pass the reins down to them basically, you know, we'll, we'll give them the social media accounts and let them run with it. And, uh, basically we just want to keep this a tradition. So we want to keep it going for years upon years. Good for you. Dude, I love how you were talking about your, your seating and how no one goes around. I mean, I love how that that's happened. I mean, I see it in, in the new Belgium porch. Everyone knows like the corner by the bar. That's, Someone's someone stands there for those games. Uh, you and Norm, yeah. <laughs> they, they rolled the, the beer down to me, but no, it's awesome hearing that. So, another one for the outlaws again. This is submitted from Ram Nation. Um, what what are the lids? What are the what are your cowboy hats? Are they Stetson or or what? Oh, Most of ours are uh, Cody James. Oh, Cody, yep. James. Yes, I, Cody James. Yeah, I have a Justin's. Logan but, uh, Justin's. We are we are college students, so Stetson, uh, <laughs> Stetson are a little a little up there. <laughs> good deal. Hey, it, it looks good. Look good, feel good. It's all that matters. Uh, I guess this question would be for Cam. I mean, this is I got two left because you're the only one that's old enough to drink. Um, By the way, this is usually my question for our guests so ask it bro ask but it no joel joel took it so i'll, I'll let joel i'll let what, joel ask right, it. What, what's true. your what, what's your go-to like hangout what do you where do you like to go for drinks part of it lately has been me not going out so much just due to other priorities that i guess i deem more important just being available um but i guess in terms of spots Brothers is a brothers bar is a good one just because they got good food to go along with it. I'd say also probably Bondi as well are probably up there in terms of the top two. Although I will say that the Marmot 
is a good little hidden gem that I feel like is a little bit underappreciated at times. Right across well. from Obi. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, man. I, the coolest thing about being in college in Fort Collins was like we had the best beer in pretty much the country that you could get at for, for $2 a pint. And mm-hmm. at most, right? And so what what like do you have are there some spots where you're like, I know I can go have a bunch of drinks for pretty cheap? Is that are those all, all those places you just mentioned kind of in that realm? I wouldn't necessarily say so. I'd say that probably the cheapest place to get my drinks is at home before going out just well, to get okay. a little bit. Um, but I mean, yeah, it just kind of depends on the day because you know, every bar is gonna have their own special deals, you know, maybe Thursdays. I mean, you obviously have Ran Band up in Fort Collins, which is something that I want to say, I want to say it's Rec Room, Yeti, and Bar District that do it, where you pay like $10 for a wristband, and it's like, oh, you can drink wells from this time until this time, which I know is a big thing up here. That's genius. Um, but it, it really just comes down to, I guess, the deals that are on that certain day, because most of the time I'll try to go for those just because I don't necessarily have a lot of income. So I try to drink as cheap as I possibly can. So, so are you, I'm going to put a phone call first in years? and Jen for you. We're going to we're going to take care of this camera. Uh, are you first years? Make sure you're writing this stuff down. So. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this I know you're pro, waiting a two pro right here. It's in my brain. <laughs> um, all right, boys. So this is for all of you guys. So if and when CSU beats Wyoming tomorrow night, Wednesday night, do we rush the court like they did? Storming. Yep, hands down. Yep. Hands down. Against us. Hundred percent. I played the fifth. What if we blow them out? When we oh, I'm still going. Then, then we do it. I do. We're going. I, I mean, just know that they rush the court against us. So yeah, yeah. eye for an yeah. eye. That's all eye I can. They rush right. the field in football too. Uh, don't even mention that. I was at that. Game. Uh, they're, they're, oh, they're so built. There's some built up uh, revenge in my brain for the football and the fact that it was us along with only like 20 other students there. We're all just sitting yeah. there. They they left early. They can't speak with me on this one. A few of us left early, but, but just to beat the traffic, but just w- watching all those Wyoming students just rush the field, not a, not a good memory in my brain. I actually got targeted by the cops that game. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Why? Yeah. We, was, it, was your hat? No, we, we weren't wearing the hats, I don't think. Um I was just, you know, as, as one of the bigger guys, of course, like I'm 6'2 and 250 pounds. So it's pretty hard. I'm pretty hard to miss. Um, I was yelling at our own team. I, th- I think I yelled something along the lines of, you know, Adazio, stop running it. Or yeah. I was just yelling. I was being rowdy. And, you know, I see these two cops in front of me. They look at me and then they start walking towards the little stairs because, you know, their field is basically – you know, there's no grandstands. It's basically just bleachers. Um, and, you know, the cops come up to me. They're like, hey, can we talk to you real fast? And I'm like, you can talk to me right here. They're like, no, you need to follow us. And so they pull me out of my seat, you know, and make me walk it, it, walk in front of everyone, every CSE fan that was there. And they're like, look, you're being too rowdy. And if you say anything again, we're going to kick you out. Wow. And it was like, are you kidding me? Like, even the Wyoming know. Police Department was getting paid off that game, not just oh, the refs. Sure. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it wasn't. Pretty. It wasn't pretty. 
You were this close to getting kicked out, but you didn't, which is good. It's not- <laughs> Jason knows something. Jason, yeah, knows, Jason knows, knows a lot about that, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys. Well, hey, Cameron, thank you for joining us. Logan, Jason, Anthony, Dallas, uh, Roman, thank you guys all so much for being here for an hour and uh, and for letting us kind of relive our our student days and uh, and we appreciate all you guys do. It's awesome. I mean, we're we're Mike and I are we're up at every game and and we love being up there. But it is so much better because of the students and you guys that are bringing bringing that energy. So we're gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna swing over and, and give you some uh, give you some knuckles on uh, uh, Wednesday night and uh, and say hello and. I really appreciate uh, all that you guys do. You guys are awesome. Yeah. Shout out real quick to Cesar Montoya. He's been a, a guy that's gotten pretty close with us because of this season. He's the coolest guy too. So I just wanted to give him a quick shout out on here. And who is he? To the other players, just like we do. He sits courtside and he'll, he'll heckle the players as much as we do, if not more sometimes. Okay. <laughs> well, we should have had him on as well. We, <laughs> yeah, get him on well. here. He'd love it. <laughs> Love oh it. my gosh, that'd be great! All right, well, make sure make sure you don't get like uh, edged out tomorrow night. Make sure you get your normal spots. We don't need anything ruining our mojo. Of course. So, yep. Yes, All right, boys. Awesome, <clears throat> awesome work. We will see you guys tomorrow night. Yeah, we'll see you tomorrow. We'll see you tomorrow for having us. See you, fellas. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Thank, Thank you. you. All right, our guest today was brought to you by Mighty River Brewing Company. They've been such great supporters of RamNation.com. I ask our fans to give back to them, support them, and you'll enjoy doing it yourself. They've got a dozen beers on tap, and I encourage you to try one of their newer releases called From the Deep Bourbon Barrel Aged English Strong Ale. They released it back in December. It's available on draft in the tap room or in four-pack cans to go. Plus, they've got all the the old standbys, of course, as well as the Little Brookie Hazy IPA. It's a low-carb, low-calorie American-style beer. It features juicy citrus flavor from Citra, Mosaic, and Azaka hops. Owner Dan Miller is taking care of those of us trying to drop a few LBs in 2022. Dan is a great Ram fan, longtime Ram Nationer. You should stop in, say hello to him, tell him thanks. Beers are only $5 on Mondays and Tuesdays, and you can show Ram Nation on your phone any day to get a dollar off your beers. That's Mighty River Brewing Company in Windsor. I don't remember being that mature when I was their age, but uh, those guys were awesome. Appreciate the the Outlaws of Moby and Cam Naisman. Really fun to, to catch up with those guys and and see things from the uh, the viewpoint of of college students. So awesome job! We look forward to seeing them at Moby on Wednesday night. Appreciate them joining us. Appreciate Mike Rowe being here and all of you guys for listening get out and cheer loud and let's get a victory at moby arena tomorrow night it's a huge huge game we got to bounce back after that tough unlv loss but uh not everything is as bad as it seems get right back on track with the win over the cow poke so thanks everybody for listening have a great night have a great rest of your week go rain